Hi everyone, Art Burns here, wishing you well today. I hope you're all having a great Monday morning. I hope the weekend was beautiful. And if Monday's not treating you very well, I hope that you're treating you well. And uh, this is shown in so many ways to be very, very important for us to, to feel this compassion for ourselves, even especially in the face of, of difficult times. And so while I hope that this Monday morning is not difficult for you, and, and if I hope the weekend was beautiful for you, if it wasn't, I hope that you're able to accept it, uh, knowing that it's all important permanent, right? There's many, many Monday mornings of our lives. There's many weekends of our lives. There's, you know, many, many times in our lives and they're not always going to be good, right? And so when we can accept when things don't go so well, you know, we, we can sort of, you know, manage through it and, and not allow it to, to get even worse through our, you know, sort of uh, thoughts and emotions and the sensations that they cause, you know, um, in the, you know, in, in our judgment of what we're going through, you know? And uh, I speak from experience today because last night my uh, nine-year-old son had some trouble sleeping and so I was up till about last time I looked at the clock it was 4 47 a.m. and so it was uh, it's been a really uh, difficult Monday morning for me as well um, and so so I am doing my best to accept the fact that you know I'm just not going to be 100% today, right? There's nothing I can do, right? It's not like I can snap my fingers and change something. It's not like I can go back in time and change what happened last night and get myself a full night's sleep. I'm just not going to be 100%, right? Now I have lots of choices, right? I could either be disappointed about this, I could, I could, you know, get angry about it, I could get frustrated, I could, you know, allow that anger to sort of sit in my chest and, and maybe even come out in the in the form of, of snapping at people and, and being impatient with people, right? Or I can simply accept the fact that this is what it is and there's nothing I can do about it. And and oh well the only thing I can do about it is do my best with what I have, right? I, oh, that's all I can do. I can just pace myself. I can, you know, maybe have a little bit of extra tea today. Um, you know, try not to overdo that though, because that's only going to lead to other problems, right? Um, but all I can do is to is to be present with the fact that I'm just going to be tired today and knowing that because I'm tired, I'm going to be a little less patient with people and, and with myself and I'm going to be a little bit, um, I'm not going to have all the resources that I normally have in order to, you know, to, to overcome whatever it is that, that's going to, you know, come my way today. Right? And, and of course my son, I also need to know this, right? My son is also feeling the same way I am. Right, like he was up until five o'clock in the morning as well, right? And um, and so <laughs> when he tests me today, and he certainly will, <laughs> certainly has already. Um, you know, I need to remember that that he's not a hundred percent right now either, and and for me to treat him as though he were one hundred percent is not fair, and it's also not going to be um, productive in any kind of way, right? I'm not going to get results that that I expect, and then and then all that's going to cause is more. Emotional turmoil for the both of us, right? And so, and so, this is where mindfulness really comes in handy, right? In real-world situations like this, right, where we, where we're, we're going through emotions that are that are happening, and and you know, and, and circumstances that are causing or contributing to those emotions, or, or contributing to the trigger of the emotions, right, through our thoughts and our, our the sensations of our body. And mindfulness allows us to bring this awareness to it, right? And, and, to, and to, you know, bring a non-judging awareness to it. And, to, and, to, and in that non-judging awareness, allow ourselves to be compassionate for ourselves and others, even in the face of this difficulty, right? And it's ironic because that was what I was going to talk about today before all this, you know, before I, I got stuck up all night last night. Um, 
when uh, our emotions, so something I talk about a lot, right, is that is that the emotions exist as part of a cycle, right, in our experience, in our internal mental activity, whatever you, however you want to look at that, right. Um, it's the thoughts, right, which oftentimes that's where it starts, right, but it's a cycle, so it's hard to say, you know, it, it could start with an emotion, it could start with a sensation, or it could start with a thought, but the, 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 the cycle includes those three aspects of our, of our mental activity, right, the thoughts, the emotions, and the sensations, right. And what happens is because these things are a cycle, right? The thoughts, you know, again, oftentimes it starts with a thought, right? You're sitting there at your desk and you think of something, right? You think of a, of a project that's going on that, that maybe is having a little difficulty, right? And you have this emotion that is one of, you know, maybe fear, right? That's an easy one, right? And then the fear, you know, leads to a sensation, right? That, that's maybe a tightness in the chest, maybe it's a, a tightness in your neck, maybe it's a heat somewhere, whatever that is, right? then that sensation is going to put you in the place to have another thought of the same kind. So what happens is like maybe you'll maybe you'll um, you'll think of this project that's going on that's not going very well, right? And then you'll feel that emotion of like, oh my gosh, this thing, you know, I'm gonna be accountable for this thing in a week or whatever. And and now I feel this tightness in my chest, right? Now the next thought is going to be well, whose fault is it that this project isn't going well? And, and that son of a gun, you know, did this, you know, they, this person didn't get back to me. And, and now this emotion now is going to be something maybe that's anger, right? And then, and then the anger is going to have a different feeling to it, right? It's going to have maybe a heat to it, right? And now that next thought is going to be like, you know, that person always does this to me and they always let me down on these projects. And why do I even, you know, keep giving them these chances? And now the anger is even stronger, right? And now it, it gets to the point where it builds momentum, right? And, and you see how I'm, I'm going with that, right? So, so the, each time that cycle comes around, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So where it started with one emotion like fear, it turns into another emotion like anger, and then it turns into something that's like rage, right? And then the problem is that at some point, now we do something outwardly, right? It becomes something that comes from the inside and it moves to the outside, right? So we, we pick up the phone and we give that person their comeuppance, right? Or we, or we, you know, fire off a, an angry email, right? That, you know, you can't get it back, right? You wish you could get it back, but you can't get it back, right? And so now there's a real world event that is going to have consequences, right? There's no getting around that, right? If you if you say the wrong thing in an email, you say the wrong thing in, on a phone, you know, that thing is out there, right? You can't unring that bell. And now that person's gonna come back and say something else, which is gonna cause more of this emotional um, sort of momentum that's gonna happen. And it all started, right, with this little thought as you're sitting at your desk, right? And this is how it works, right? Now, here's the thing, right? Um, there's a wonderful uh, scientist named Jill Bolte-Taylor. She's fan fantastic. You gotta watch one of her YouTube videos. She, she actually, she's a, a neuroanatomist, right? So she studies the anatomy of the brain and the nervous system, right? Well, one day when she's getting ready for work, she had a stroke, right? And so you're talking about someone who, who is 
intricately, uh, you know, intimately, you know, um, uh, you know, familiar and knowledgeable about what happens in the brain, and she had a stroke. So in in real time, she was like mapping out what was happening in her brain as she was having a stroke. You gotta listen to this woman talk, Jill Bolte Taylor. She tells the whole story in a YouTube in a uh, uh, TED Talk video that is amazing. Just search her name, you'll come up with it. Okay. So, but here's something fascinating about what her work has shown us, right? Her work has shown us that emotions in the body, right? When an emo like that first emotion of fear, right? In that little scenario I just drew up, and that's just one of one scenario out of you know almost infinite types of scenarios that can come up in our lives, right? But that first emotion of fear, right, or any other emotion that you're going to feel at any given time, the emotion only lasts for about ninety seconds in your body, and then it's gone. Right, like that's how long the activity of the emotion itself lasts, right? But of course, you're sitting there telling me, "What? Are you kidding me, Art? Come on!" I feel, you know, I get into these these times where I feel, you know, emotions for hours, sometimes days, maybe even weeks, right? How can you tell me that that they only last for 90 seconds? That's the cycle, right? That's what's happening. The emotion itself comes and goes. Right, but, but what we do is, you know, again, because the emotion causes a sensation, that sensation causes us to, you know, kind of think something similar, and then that thought is like putting a big log onto a fire. Right, like, like you just every time that comes around, and it happens quickly. Right, this cycle—it's not like every ten minutes it comes around. I mean, it's like you know, like maybe you know a thousand times in a minute or something like that. I mean, it's a very, very quick process. Right, can be anyway. Every time it happens, you're putting another log on the fire, another log on the fire, another log on the fire, which is why we feel our emotions build a momentum, right? That's why, like this, this little, you know, very simple scenario that I just drew up for you, which most of you, who, if you work on things in, in offices that have projects, you can certainly all <laughs> very much, you know, uh, identify with that. And I could give you others, right? I could say something with parenting, right? So, so let's say, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you see a, a dirt sock on the floor right and and you've told your your children you know thousands of times don't leave your dirty socks on the floor they, they, it's right next to the hamper you know like like literally you, you three more inches and it would be in the hamper right so do me that favor you see that that sock there on the floor and you say to yourself oh my gosh <laughs> you know like <laughs> like why do I have to keep cleaning this stuff up right and then you so you put the the sock in the in the hamper and then you think about it and you say oh my gosh I tell these kids all the time not to do that to me right and I tell them all the time and you know what I bet I'm gonna go downstairs and there's gonna be Cheerios on the on the counter because I bet that my son didn't clean up his Cheerios just like he always does just like the sock right and then again you, you're gonna remember this thing and and again you're gonna go through this emotional you know roll you know uh, momentum kind of thing right and, and the thoughts and the emotions and the, and the sensations are going to create this this snowball effect right and then by the time you know five minutes later you're like ready to you know just lose your your you know flip your lid because of of you know because of all the different things that your your kids do right but really it was just a sock on the floor Right, like it all started with just seeing that one sock on the floor, right? And so, you know, now of course I didn't, you know, I didn't give you a very clear example, I guess, there, but I'm sure all you parents can understand what I'm talking about, right? And if you have any questions, if you want to talk more about this, hit me up. We can have a conversation. The whole point, though, of what I'm trying to talk about here is that when we practice, right, when we practice 
just sitting, right? Just allowing ourselves to just be, right? And, 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 and in that, that sitting, what we do is we start to recognize, right? The emotional sensation and thought process that we have, right? We start recognizing that in a very, very sort of, um, you know, infant stage, right? We, we start to see it when it's a little tiny thing, right? So like, again, sitting at your desk, you, you, you realize you're behind on this project. You have that sense of fear. You think about that person. Now, hold on a second, right? Now you have the awareness to say, wait a second. I don't want to keep this going because this is going to lead to something that's going to be problematic for me. Right now, I have this problem about the project, Right, but that's the only problem I have. If I allow this m momentum to build and this this you know thought, emotion, sensation wheel to keep turning, I'm going to wind up doing something, or something's going to wind up happening that's going to be even worse than what I'm dealing with right now. So what mindfulness trains us to do is not only to see it, but now just take a pause, right? Just take a pause and just you know, focus in on yourself, right? Focus in, you know, as you're sitting at your desk in that situation, right? Or if you're standing in your son's bedroom in that situation, just breathe, you know, just take a few deep breaths, feel your abdomen drawing the breath into your body, feel your feet underneath you, feel your, you know, just notice the temperature around you. Just focus on these things, right? Focus on what is here right now and do that for about 90 seconds, and guess what? That emotion is gone now, right? Now you can just say, okay, my son just hasn't learned his lesson about the socks yet, you know, or, or this person, you know, I'm gonna have to make a difficult decision of whether I'm gonna work with this person from here on because they do really do this all the time. Or maybe we realize after we've brought this calm to ourselves and, and, and allowed ourselves to really see the emotion, maybe we realize that, well, Maybe there was something that I did to cause this, or maybe, you know, maybe I'm projecting that they always do this, but it was really just two or three times, and maybe they deserve more credit. Maybe there's something that they can't control. You know, maybe I need to be more curious and inquisitive to find out why this is happening. You know, to ask my son, why can't he remember to put his, his, uh, his, his stock in the hamper? And maybe if I go to either of these people and instead of, you know, why don't you do what I tell you to, you know, instead of something like that, maybe if I say, hey, you know, it would really help me. Like, like it, it really gives me a hard time when I find this sock on the floor, when I fall behind schedule on projects, you know, is there anything that I can do to, to facilitate you to, to remember to do this so that it's easier for me, right? So, so when we can get into that kind of conversation, right, then, you know, then we can grow, then we can, we can, you know, sort of progress, you know, we can figure out empathic and compassionate solutions to these problems, right? As opposed to anger and fear-based solutions to these problems and rage-based solutions to these problems, which by the way, or as I said before, they're never really solutions, right? Once you get into anger and rage, all you're doing is moving away from each other. You're not coming together. You're not going to figure out anything that's going to solve a problem at that point, right? You're just gonna break things, right? And, you know, maybe even physical things, right? And so, um, so, so anyway, the, the idea here is that through the simple practices, okay? And it's something that happens automatically. It's not something where you have to repeat to yourself a hundred times a day, like, you know, make, make sure your emotions, manage your emotions, manage your emotions. No, no, no. The regulation comes 
through the awareness, right? Like once you are aware of it, the regulation becomes a natural next step. Right? And that's the beauty of it, right? So it's not something where you have to drill yourself like a Navy SEAL to figure this out, to you know, bang it into your, you know, forge it into your mind, right? No, it really just happens pretty automatically if you just sit and practice for you know, even a few minutes every day, okay? Just, just noticing the, the emotions and noticing the thoughts and noticing the sensations as they're happening, right? Over the time, and it's, it only takes a couple of months, Right to, to get to the point where you really start to feel it in a way that is very, very um, vivid and, and like high definition. And, and, and once you do that, again, I, I like to use the scenario, the uh, metaphor of like a train on the, on the distant horizon, right? You see this little puff of smoke on the horizon. I could crawl across the tracks and I'm not worried about that if I see the train all the way down there. But if I don't see the train until it's this brah right in front of me, then <laughs> I got no chance, right? And so that's the thing. The, the rage and the anger is the train right in front of you. But that little emotion, that first emotion that you felt was all the way back there. And if you see it all the way back there, then it's so easy to avoid. It's so easy to do whatever you need to do. You could, you know, you could dance on the tracks for a few minutes before getting off them and still be okay. So anyway, I hope you found that interesting. Uh, if you did, please let me know. Uh, you know, please, you know, leave comments. I love when people leave comments on these videos, and I love when people contact me via email and let me know how you like them. And uh, and certainly, if you have any questions, please let me know. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. I wish you well. I'll talk to you later. I'll be back again tomorrow. Have a great day.